What is going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great day. In today's episode, it is going to be really fun. We are talking to Jim Davies. He is a business partner of mine and friend. And I originally actually got him involved with e-commerce. Well, he came to me for coaching just for guidance. And he's now become a really successful e-commerce seller. And last year, he made some outstanding profits, which is amazing for him. And kudos for me. And we're also going to talk about his property business, which he is building, which is really interesting because I currently have no property. So that'd be a nice angle to talk about rather than have it always about e-coms. And then we're going to talk about his life and how he kind of found his feet in the end in Japan. Um, He is from the UK. So, yeah, this would be a really fun episode. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome. So today we're joined by Jim Davies. Uh, would you like to just uh, you know let everyone know sort of who you are and, and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, hi Luke. My name's Jim Davies, as you, as you just said. Um, I've been an Amazon seller. This is my. This would be the end of this year. Would be my third full year. And so obviously that's that's how we got to know each other. Um, I'm a retired police officer. So I'm just, coming up to my 60th birthday, and I retired in 2017. And I, I wanted to go travelling. I'd never had a gap year. When say when I was when I was young, we didn't really do gap years. So I wanted to take time off after I retired uh, and go travelling. But I didn't have much money really. I, I retired. Uh, I joined the police late late in life, um, so my pension isn't great. So certainly not enough to live off sustaining. So I I was looking for something to supplement that um, that I could do while travelling, uh, and sort of came across the the, the whole Amazon thing. Really. So that, that's how I got into that and started started that wasn't very successful to begin with but sort of you know over the last few years I've, I've built it up you know with, with your help um you know with a lot of lot of help from from yourself uh uh to you know to make it a sustainable business so that's that's where i am today and i always think as well like um the more and more i do it it's like it's almost like i feel like as as the years go on q4 is like where it always is um and it's like all from september so it's almost like as much as it is the bread and butter of what's going on, what we do. I think that maybe at some point, you know, it, how long do you carry on like putting all your energy in it for a full year? Yeah. Um, rather than, you know, because like, for example, if I was just, you know, I was looking at what we're halfway through the year now, 2021. And if I had done pretty much nothing or, you know, I sent in like a thousand units a month or something pretty much, you know, non-existent. I'd probably have more, I would actually be up more than I am now with all the work I've put in and I'd be, I've, you know, and the money. So if I kept it simple and then maybe mixed it up a little bit when the reward is great, much greater then the results can be equal or better. Uh, but I'm also able to gain sort of seven months to focus on other things. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of leaning towards definitely as I outsource more of the stuff as well, like just you know day to day tasks. I'm like I have to actually do less. I then think, well, or you know, just cut down to one day a week. Literally order, and I'm not worried about getting shipments in fast. Like I don't, I don't. If someone messages me and says, "Oh, shipment's ready to go," it doesn't matter. I can, I'll come to it on the day or get the VA. You know, if it takes them a day to do it, that's that's fine. And then just literally then focus my energy on that side of the business only when it comes to September, uh, all the way to like mid December, and then repeat that process while doing something else. Where my because the only thing I do find is that where something hasn't got your full attention, because uh, there's always in that back of your mind, you've got that what's going on day to day business stuff. Yeah, I don't always focus as well. So if I knew, you know, I'm going to do two courses, for example, and I have until the end of July or something or end of August 
that's all I've got to do, then I probably, you know, like that would be, oh, okay. So I'm going to, I could like, my, you know, mentally, my brain would tackle that a lot better than knowing all, but I forgot that to do. When's the VAT return? Uh, You know, and like all these kind of like ad hoc things that I still do, like the VAT return, I still do myself. Uh, But I could really outsource that because it's, you know, parts of that are pretty standard. It's just entry, data entry and uh, giving, you know, finally giving that away to, to, to a virtual assistant. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you've hit on a really important point there i mean we, we both use virtual assistants so um i mean that has that has freed up a, a lot a lot of time and i think it's i mean from my point of view i think it's it's been really important to try and i mean amazon's great and it and it's like it's allowed me to do you know what I, what i set out to do and, uh, and achieve that achieve that sort of goal of being able to sort of travel um but have a you know a sustainable business. But for me, I think it's really important to diversify away from Amazon and not have all, all eggs in one basket. I mean, they're, they're, Amazon, a very fickle, very fickle business partner, never seem to know what they're going to do next. I mean, this year has been a, a you know great example of that with the, the changing the stock levels at very very short notice. You know, I'm sure that's that's caused massive problems for lots. So so being able diversifying away from Amazon and having you know other streams income streams and other 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 business businesses on the go for me is really really important yeah i mean i'm probably in the same boat really i think certainly this year up until now i've probably not achieved that much i mean but but it will pick up from the one thing i think is good is uh even though things aren't may not be happening right now when things i know how to take advantage of the situation when it does so like even though you know for example like my sales maybe let's say it's like a grand and a half a day or something yes nothing fancy it's it's just whatever that you know tick over whatever and there's and you see other, other sellers some and and some are doing quite well at the moment i you know not sure what they sell but they're doing quite well i don't know what they're doing in terms of uh long term and like what was their last q4 but i know when it comes to say q4 you know fingers crossed touch wood and all that i can go ahead and like strip away basically everything they've gone and done now i can go and like supersede by eight times because i've like i've got the knowledge so even though it doesn't look like i'm doing anything right now maybe and that people might look at me and go oh i thought he was a big seller and i thought he was doing this and like but these guys are all doing far much you know more than him what's what's happened well hang on it's not you know it's not about always maximizing every single day and month sometimes um like it's more about refining your strategy and i know that come q4 you know like i did half a million in in um in q4 and i even now i thought well last year i thought i want to do a million and i was like and now and recently i had a quick think about it i was like oh i did say that didn't i and i was like is that like stupid now have things changed or you know like i was i just started having a quick you know brainstorm about it and i was thinking well well, yeah, there's no reason why I can't because I've got the same knowledge from last year, and I just then now know what I need to do this year. And the only the only upside is that there was or the only downside for last year, and the upside for this year is that there was a there was 200 limit on a lot of stuff, or 300 or whatever it went up to yeah. on products that I would like to send in, you know, two three times that, and I was out of stock 30 percent at least 30 percent of Q4 on, on those fast selling products that I just wish I could sell or sold. And I had obviously then then I had a lot more of other stuff that maybe wasn't so good because I had to obviously, you know, I, I couldn't keep buying the same product. So I had to put, spend my money elsewhere. So I kind of feel like it's not always about the now, you know, I used to think it was always about progressing and it is, but then at some 
point, like when you kind of maturity at that maturity stage where like you can't, you know, of course you can keep going to doing like eight figures a year and 10 figures and so on. But like when you kind of already at that kind of maturity stage, it's then about like refining down what you're good at. And it's like, well, if I can just do a million, you know, if I did nothing and then a million in Q4, that's like, and then, and then we review and then people are like, oh, actually he did loads. He did loads last year, but he did nothing up to like September or something. You know, it's more about uh, finding your feet there, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. It depends on. I suppose it depends on, you know, everybody's different and depends on what direction you want to take your own business in and what, and what you want to be. But but what you've just described is, is sort of the way I approach it. And yeah, is sort of focus on getting the most from the year with, with as, as little effort, really. So that, so that it gives me time to do other, other, other things. So yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I, I did have like a, not, not a dream, but I thought it'd be cool. It's like, wouldn't it be cool if you could like outsource business so much that you can basically just run it from your phone? And a lot of people did question me, like, why would you just want to run it? And I thought, so basically, wherever you are walking around, people would be like, oh, you, you, you're not working. I'm like, yeah, I'm working now. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you're working now? I was like, well, I've got my phone. If something comes through, I just message like a, a sentence and that's it. That's my work. Your business is on your phone. And I, th- I just thought that that concept was like, you basically took your business with you everywhere. It is yes. with you. I just thought, it, well, literally, it's not with you, but you get what I mean. Uh, where like, you don't need a computer. Like, you know, because a lot, you think about a lot of people want, like, I have a, a laptop and they want this because they have to work. But if you, could, if you could really crunch it down to the point where you could just literally fire off messages, basically, just, you know, direct directing messages for actions, and that was it. Uh, you're more I, like the decision maker. Yeah, I imagine, I mean, I imagine that a lot of people have set their businesses up that way, really, with, you know, all the sort of key functions are, are formed by sort of virtual assistants. And, and then it's just coordinating that and, you know, taking an overview and then just orchestrating it, really, which you could do from a phone quite easily so, so moving on from amazon because we could talk about this for ages <laughs> is the only thing i've started looking at a lot more now is investments and stuff like that i'm still kind of like in in the early stages of understanding not understanding it like but seeing like seeing it happen while i'm in so yeah. like i have like about 10 10 grand in stocks and shares um and that kind of thing but i only started last not even a year ago uh i think i was, I, I i started this year like properly putting in every month money and i started putting in like 200 quid a month from last august and i've yeah. got about 10 and a half 11,000 or something to date um but then i you know and even now i'm starting to crunch down the, the data and be like okay so how much did i spend on you know admin fees how much did i because i i'm looking to sort of hone that, those skills down a little bit more what i was gonna say worst case is that you know let's say that i have 30 grand by sometime next year well okay let's say the worst case scenario happens and i have nothing let everything disappears i don't know the internet i could always just cash that out and now i can either start again or i've got a buffer you know and it's like adding that extra buffer yeah. even though really you never want to do that you want to always keep it in there or maybe take a little bit out as you know ad hoc but pretty much keep it growing again it's another layer so some people take it out and put it in the bank for cash but i'm like well i don't really like cash as such as long as it's as long as you're not in your overdraft and stuff and it's like I'm, you know I, i'll do that uh, i got a little bit of income coming from things that aren't selling on amazon so check you know i'm just i'm more looking at even though there's no like massive change short term like it's month to month you know obviously i'm putting in 700 quid here and i'm putting in a bit here it's like it, it doesn't and I, and I keep thinking to myself oh have i done much this year luke you know amazon hasn't done much for me i've yeah i've got elite sales academy coming in i've got some affiliate commissions i've made a nice new website but we're half it's six months in and basically i made a website and uh, done a bit of coach you know like it's not like you know if you it's not six months worth of 
stuff but then i'm thinking well actually what's the bigger picture you know i what is that what what have i done over the last eight months well okay i've grown that i built the new website as in it's not massive amounts of stuff but actually you don't always need it to be like crazy amounts of extra things as long as you're doing it so like if i reflect like in january i could have 20 grand of stocks i could have uh, two courses released or one at least one course i could have a brand new website I could, and it's like, okay, if I look back from last year, that, that you know, because a lot of people want it, like definitely with the Amazon world, when Q4 comes as well, uh, they, they see these this money and these results and they, they get kind of caught up in it and like, oh, you know, this is, we should yeah. be making 30 grand a month profit every month or every three months. Uh, and so sometimes I got to look at it a little bit more like, okay, well, you know, that's, even if Amazon isn't forever and I don't feel like, so I do feel like I, maybe I have to maximize it now because I don't know how long it will last. Again, also just, you know, take a break sometimes, Luke, because everything month by month is, is progressing you know Q4's cut around the corner um and yeah and so that I am trying to sort of ground myself a bit more with the what is it like not delay gratification but the patience is it patience well yeah it is patience but yeah. I think maybe there's another word that they use like that is I think Gary V uses it a lot maybe it's not patience the word he uses but there's something where it's like that is your the one thing that a lot of people don't have and that's all it is that's all you need basically for doing something enough you're not seeing the results you just need that patience and then you'll see the results because things take time yeah every i mean everything takes time to build up the, the very few things i can think of where you can get like instant great results and you have to put in the groundwork it sounds you know it sounds like you're putting in the groundwork um you know building those Just, things you know, yeah because like you know in 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 five years it's like you know because this is how i see it i'm like oh maybe i've been a bit lazy this year maybe i haven't you know or maybe i should have done more and I'm like, what, what's, you know, but then when I look at it, I'm like, okay, well, that is growing. You know, this time last year, I didn't have any money in stocks and shares. And I've now got like 11, 10, 10 and a half, 11 grand. Well, if I said to myself then, oh yeah, you're going to have 11 grand in that. I'd be like, oh, wow, that's quite cool. Yeah, um, that's, I mean, something I'd like, like to get, get, get it's into. More doing, and it's more like, yeah, it's not anything grand and fancy, but if you, if you said to a lot of people, you know, in a year you can have a, you can, you can go from zero to 11 grand. Well, okay, let's say I can do that next year, or maybe I can do a bit more because I, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I only started this year properly doing it so last year was only 200 quid a month from august and obviously then is then then i'm like because even little things like dividends i never really i honestly i don't know what dividend is a dumb business degree and stuff but like i actually looked at my account and i was like oh like i like uh there's like the uh one of the what company is it there's one of them that has like a 4.4 percent dividend and i was like then i started thinking i was like well, all right if you had 10 grand no, that's right should yeah. that be and i was trying to work you know i was like oh and I, i'm so i'm more like trying to now like accustom myself a bit more to the details of what that is as well because like for example i paid like 250 quid in fees do you, do, uh, do you use um who do you do you use a i use hardish lands down but right. i will probably have to move away because every time you do a buy or sell so let's that, say your stock's up uh i don't know to a hundred percent so you've now got two grand instead of one and you're like you know what i want to split that down and buy leave a thousand in and spend a th- basically put a thousand into something else so yep. you just diversifying a bit but every time you do a buy or sell so if, if i sell to cash it's yep. like a 15 pound commission and then like a, a little bit of fees for the app yep. for like the i think usd to gbp yeah and then if, then if i buy again there's a 15 you know there's a commission of 50 so it's 30 quid just on the commission just to sell and then buy back into something else and obviously then there's a little a couple of quid on fees for each of those transactions as well and one offer you might say oh but i was already up 100 percent and da, 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 da. but there's some like free trade um you know i signed up for free trade put a tenner in and got a free share worth 12 dollars right um and i've literally just got and i sold it 
I don't even know what it was. Sold it. And then I just bought into some random space tech stuff because it was free. I was like, oh, I'll just buy this. Um, but then there's no commission on that. And so I was like, well, if I just transferred my funds, because they have a, on free trade, they have a, a safety net of eight, the 85 grand, which is the FS, whatever right, so that they, thing is. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Financial, whatever that no, thing is where you F- get protected F- by the government. F- FSA, yeah. I think it's financial services. Um, up to 85 grand. Um, and so I was just talking to a couple of people and they were like, yeah, I'm going to basically max out that to 85 grand and then I'm going to have to basically either go somewhere else or go back to Hargreave Lansdowne or how whatever it's called um but i looked at my in the last uh like not even a year i've spent like 300 pounds on fees right buying and selling and i'm like okay so what about in 20 years time what's the cost gonna be like six grand <laughs> like i'm gonna well i could have just moved it across and then it would have been free if, you know. so with, with with the those online uh, the online platforms and i haven't looked at them it's something i want to look at this year in fact and get get like a fully open running but with the, with the online platforms there's no the, what there's no trading fees until you actually cash them in is that right how does, no, there's, how does there's it basically work? no fees um you get, there is a fee it's like a, a transaction fee but it's yeah. not like a uh it's not a commission fee or whatever i think it basically pays for like that's how they get their money to pay the staff because it's probably lands now proper like you know fun thing obviously yeah. some of these apps they don't have like physical premises or they they might have one office or something yeah. it's like you know it's like revular it's like they, they give you better rates to give because their costs are so they haven't got loads of branches that with all the staff that they've got to pay you know it's all like online and it's all like a cloud bait you know and so they're so they're able to cut out a lot of those and a lot of those costs are old-fashioned it's like you know it's like a bank almost isn't it yeah, um, yeah. having all these fees like overdraft fee for this and like a lot you know if you go to any other of the other ones that are more cloud-based they don't have a lot of that stuff um but yeah so i, I was looking to move my stocks and shares to free trade but the problem is is that it takes up to three months right and i was just like hmm do I want to do that now? I but then I then I'm like I have to probably do it sooner rather than later because I've already spent three hundred quid in just buying and selling. But the problem is I don't want to like miss. I don't want to miss when I want to be buying or selling because I'm tr- I'm transferring it. Um. So obviously if something would double or triple, but I can't actually do anything with it because I'm transferring it, and then it comes back down. I, obviously I would have been like, oh I, I would have sold that. I just couldn't. Um. So I, you know let's say one of my one of my, it goes up a hundred percent. I would sell, but I can't because I'm stuck until it until it actually transfers. I don't want that right now. So I'm just I'm I'm just. I'm basically figuring out what the best solution is for that. Right, but yeah, yeah, like free trades is one that I'll probably start. I mean, I think I'm going to switch my, uh, I've got like a monthly direct debit. So I'll probably switch it to that so that I can actually start to build that one up basically and not have all these, all these costs. So anyway, we're carrying on with some questions because I don't know if, what I've even asked. <laughs> talking about, <laughs> I, don't talking even, I, I don't even know if I've even asked any questions so far. Uh, so, like, I think do you have a good idea. This is just a chat. It is basically. Like, so, the yeah. next, well, a question I had anyway is, what what was your end goal? Like, uh, do you have any like, uh, you know, imagine if, if you could look, if you're sort of, I don't know, gonna get to whatever you might call either retirement or like hot part retirement, whatever, and be like, you know what, I want five grand a month. I want to have two houses, one in I don't know X Y Z, one in another place, and I want to have like I don't know a boat or something like not a fancy boat, <laughs> but you know like I, a fifty grand little whatever, and go fishing. I, I and, did and in my that, head, and that's, and that's it. Yeah, I did in my head that I mean, my, I mean, my plan is I've got I mean I'm sixty sixty um, in February next year, and I've got children here, adult children, but they're sort of here in the UK. But my girlfriend lives in Japan, so my sort of plan was to be able to you know have enough money to spend 
spend my time between Japan and, and the UK. I mean, it's all been messed up this year with COVID, but hopefully back to um, some sort of semblance of normality that, that I'll be able to do that. So, so the, my ultimate goal was to, to have a million, by the time I, but I, I don't know where it came from, I just had it in my head. By the time I'm old enough to draw the state pension, I wanted a million in, in cap. And I thought, I guess I'll be quite happy with that. You mean like uh, either in property or? Yeah, in whatever, really. So in property or other other assets. Yeah, no, the cat. I mean, not cash is not. I'm not fond of cash, especially. Yeah, no, not cash. Cash to have a to have a million a million in in sort of various assets by the time I'm sort of sixty seven, we can then take the state pension. I think my dad had to do that actually. My dad was talking when I went back. My dad was talking to me. He was like, "Oh, Luke, do you know what?" I was like, "What, Dad? He's probably sixty three, sixty two, maybe." 60. Yeah. He's basically not much older than you. And he's like, "Oh, I had to go." Basically, he had their, they had their own building company, but when they closed down the business, they kept all the assets to get yep. them income basically like a pension or whatever you want to call it like yeah. a dividend yeah. pension um, so they had like uh, but they had a block of offices that they use and then rented out the rest of the offices uh, but uh, they decided to convert them to flats so my dad was like oh but we, ha- we went for a mortgage I was like why did you go for a mortgage dad because he told me you know we were just like chatting business stuff because he goes oh I had to put in 30 grand to uh, basically to do uh, and then Uncle John my uncle put in like something else um, to, f- to, f- to convert them to flats basically to get all I think there was like six or something six block or five or whatever they made it into and then he goes oh yeah then we then we went for a mortgage and i was like why do you go for a mortgage if you owned it as in they owned it and they had no mortgage on it because they built it um and then they already put the money in anyway to convert it was like oh yeah but the thing is is that if you get a mortgage on a block on a on the offices it's worth nothing so like if they went from you know basically as it as an offices it's worth nothing the mortgage value and all that kind of thing but when you convert i mean i don't really know much about mortgages is probably why uh and then when you can com- and when it's converted to flats if you then went to a mortgage you can get so much more. Uh, right. What I mean by that is, what I mean by that is, that they own it, and so they want to mortgage it so they can get money back to then pay themselves that that thirty grand that my dad said he invested. But then there's, but that, but the percentage of the mortgage is still quite small. Do you kind of get what I'm going at? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I'm not not an um, expert, not an expert on it. And then, and then he goes, oh, sorry, this is this is actually why I was talking about this. And then he goes, oh, but did you know what? I had to, I had to like add up all my. Uh, they asked you what your what you, all your assets are worth and all that. And he goes, oh, it was over a million. So, as in that that is what you're looking to looking to yeah, do yeah exactly she said that it was like a couple was it a month ago now uh and he's not much older than you so i was like oh that, that reminds me of jim yeah like, no, that's that, that's that's what i'm gonna try and try and do really because i figure if i can get that then it, it sort of take pressure off for the who knows how long you're gonna live but that would be a nice pot to have to then you know be able to sort of look after my own family and yeah do the things i've I want to do. I put money. I started when I retired. I, I started building up a property portfolio. Um, so I went. Tra- I went travelling to Japan as soon as I retired from the police. But then I, I bought. I bought. I, I had a house anyway, which I rented. I rented out when I went. But then I steadily bought other houses. So I've got a portfolio of eleven houses now. Um, that do you just like um, re- remortgage? How do you do it? Do you like remortgage and the one you've just had, and then you keep doing that or something? Yeah, I've done it. The way I've approached it is. Um, I mean, I needed I needed an income. When I first started Amazon, I wasn't earning that much money from it, so I needed I needed some other form of income um, sort of just to get keep, get me going initially. So I, I wanted to go travelling. I rented my house out, which gave me um, you know reasonable income. It was it wasn't much, but I cleared I think I cleared three hundred quid a month on it. So that plus a little bit of police pension and the, the little bit I was earning from Amazon that that was enough to sustain me. Mm. And then what I what I did from there was property prices increases. I increased as soon as I had enough equity in one property, um, I'd, 
I then remortgage it, take that, and then use that as a deposit to buy somewhere somewhere else. Um, and I've tried. I mean, it's worked quite well. I think probably more judgment less have any skill skill in this, but I've I've managed to buy properties in areas which were just on the seem to be just on the verge of like really quite quite significant price increases. So each year, well, the only thing that when there's a housing crash, even if it's in ten years, I guess <laughs> that's, that's I mean that's that's the the issue. But I mean at the moment, I mean the portfolio, the actual property value is worth probably about a million two hundred at the at the moment. But that's mortgaged to that's mortgaged to six six hundred and fifty thousand. So so I mean if I sold it all today it would have to crash in half and then you have nothing. Basically yeah, zero. Exactly, yeah. So so and where I where I bought the property values are still quite low compared to I mean I'm in Oxfordshire um at the moment with property values high is where that's where I live. But I've bought I've bought in areas I've bought on the outskirts of Manchester, outskirts of Leeds, um that those areas where the property prices when I bought were actually quite quite low anyway. But the, those towns were, um, you know, experiencing quite significant growth. So, I, I mean, you never know what you never know what's um, going to happen. But I, I think it's unlikely that I'm, I'm going to, I'd lose everything. I mean, I mean you've got to, you, you've got to sort of fact, factor in the fact that it goes up and down, definitely. Um, but I bought cheaply enough, I think, um, that if it does crash, I'm still got, I've still got plenty in there. But all, the other thing is, they're still providing me an income. So as well as the capital, mm. as well as the capital yeah. growth, as well as capital growth. So in theory, even if it does go in half, that means does it, you just start back at the beginning again? Yeah, well, ex- exactly. Yeah, you get, uh, I mean, obviously you're still getting a little extra from the rent, but if well, you just start again, you got then you got to build back up from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm getting, I mean, I'm getting thirty, probably about thirty-five grand a year income from from them now. Um, so that's without capital growth. So even you know, even if even if you know, I just hang on to them and wait, I've still got a, a decent income coming from those those houses. Um, but but there's the cap the capital growth over the last sort of five years has been 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 really good. But but like you say, it might it might go it might go the other way. Well, I mean, at some point it all goes up and down. Yeah. So yeah, it could yeah. take twenty years. But I mean, probably still be alive. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Like as in, you know, it, it shouldn't take forty years for it to happen. That's not going up. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks for that. Um, no, I was just I was just curious. You know, just, I, yeah, I don't no, have any idea about it, so I was just more like trying to see if i was like thinking along the right lines or not i think so i mean i bought the strat- I mean, strategy i i i've tried tried to do is buy as cheaply as i can so you know not, I've, I've never paid full price for a, for a house i've always found houses where either the, the person selling was really motivated to sell so i've been able to able to get a good deal out, out of them because they wanted to sell quick or buy something that needed work doing to it but which i've you know i can i've been able to do or get done quite cheaply and then then that's that's had it added value to it as soon as it's done so you know i've, I've managed to secure good deals all the, all the way along and i've bought i've bought in areas which which have um which have been just just on the turn really i think so so bought before they've before it started going up i've got managed to get in just before just before it's it's gone up um benefited and and you know down again but hopefully if it does it won't come down as much as you know it's i've made the, the, the only reason the only reason i've never like for some reason actually i've never been one to own anything expensive like as in so like i've never had a nice car i've never owned a house i never even really 
thought about it like i'm kind of thinking about it now all i'm thinking about is like if i, if I could get 100 100 grand and i'll just buy that flat over there in cash like that's the only thought process i basically had uh think- or like there's another one over there for 66 i was like okay i'll buy that one for 66 and then i'll in cash or i just don't bother thinking about it I mean, I've got. I haven't got a nice car. I've got. A, I've got a beat-up old VW van, which, which you know, is just about going at the moment. So I'm, I haven't got a nice car. But the houses. I, mean, I did have a house before. I, you know, when I was sort of working in the police. But now looking at it, I think. But maybe I was thinking yeah. about it wrongly. Maybe I was. I was thinking about it like most people do. Is I want to buy my first house. Yeah. I should be thinking about it like it's an asset that generates income, income, income which yeah. you then use. So if, I, if, for example, if I could get thirty-five grand, then I can do what? I can lease a car. I can rent a flat. Yeah. I can live as well. I probably do that. Yeah. The, and so therefore, my assets. I'm basically living for free. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I still have. I still have all those things that I said that I don't. But they're just not mine right now. Or I can. I don't have a car that I lease out. But you get what I mean. So I'm, I'm basically live. And so I'm feeding it that way rather than buying it myself to live in it, if you get what I mean. I do get what you mean. I think you're absolutely right now. I mean, look, I did have, I did have the house and, and obviously a family uh, as they were growing up. And, and you know, until I retired from the police, I, I, had a, I lived in a house that I owned. But, but I wouldn't go back and do that now because it's dead money, really. At the end of the day, it's, it's uh, you know, the cost of maintenance and, and all the associated costs that go with it. You don't need to. I, I, now, my... my view on houses is you know they're, they're a money-making asset and, and I'd, I'd do exactly the same as, as you i mean at the moment i mean, I travel travel a lot i sort of live with my sister uh, i spend a lot of time in my caravan which is which is nearby and then when travel allows it i travel um but i wouldn't i wouldn't go back to living in a you know having a house i owned and, uh, and living in that as far as the I only could, thing i'm the only thing i'm doing because i'm now 33 and i've never even looked at getting a house um but is there anything I have I've started doing because the government gave away free money for a lot of things like incentives? Yeah, is that there was that like some sort of house? I think it's closed now, but you could take you could set up like this little side account on like all the banks, and if you put money into it, they give you like three grand up. To, so if you put in like nine grand or something, they can give you three. Or, uh, I forget exactly what it is now. All oh, right, what was that? I didn't know. Uh, what was that for? But you only so I can't remember what it's called. But there's like um, it was just like a first buyer, right? Like a, if you're getting your first house, it's just like a help help thing. Help, it wasn't a help to buy or anything, but. It was just some sort of ISA thing. Uh, and they give you up to three grand. So literally when you go to, so you have to use it on, so you transfer that money. I just put 200 quid a month or something um, into like a bank, a little side bank account on like my Halifax has got it on. Um, and then when you come to get a deposit, it, they give you like 25% up to three grand, I think it is or something. But you have to obviously go for a deposit on the house or flat or whatever the hell you're doing. Um, and so I thought, well, I'll just put in some money, I, I, you know, I've got no plans right now, but like I thought, I'll put 200 quid into that and then I can just at some point maybe get a deposit and then just rent it out. Like even, so I basically I'll probably never see it because I won't even be in the country, yeah. but that, that's a start. I might, might as well, you know, if, if it's there, if it, if, you know, if the, if the free money's there as well, even more. Uh, and worst case, if I don't want to do it, I just take the cash back out. Yeah, make, so, yeah. make, might as well make, make use of it really. I think, I think houses are, pro- are probably a good asset, but as part of a diversified portfolio, really, not again, same as Amazon, really, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I know, I know my friend, he wants to, the only thing, that, this is the one thing that I, I question. Um, I don't know. So somewhere in the back of my mind like or whatever it is is that everybody and their mother says 
I'm going to start investing in property. Yeah. Like everyone in their nan, it's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get enough, like in pay, equity paid off, save some money, get a property rented out. Uh, and everyone says that, like, it's so like, to me, it sounds so like, I've heard that a billion times and it's, I don't know what, so it's something about it makes it non-appealing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's more like, I want to do something like different. And so like, it's not actually about, but I'm, I'm like, it, it can't keep working. That, that, something in my mind is telling me like, how can everyone do it is what I'm, you know, it seems that everyone at a certain age at some point that's what they look to do uh and i'm just like so everyone can do it and make money maybe I, I, something doesn't compute in my mind properly with it i don't know i, I obviously haven't looked into the specifics but yeah maybe it's i mean maybe there is a, a mental like, long, like long long term i mean so like through my life you know not just like right this second or yeah. in two years like long term as a as a strategy like a life strategy because i know my friend he that's his life strategy so he's like i want to retire with five houses or whatever he said but obviously that's over the next like half a lifetime um and so that's more what i'm you know and, and yeah i just yeah i don't know yeah anyway <laughs> I, I think being flexible is probably key isn't it it's, it's great having strategies and and having a, a you know a goal and how you're going to achieve it but it, i think it's a good idea to keep in mind that actually forces outside of your control can sometimes change things drastically so it's always it's always good to have it's always good to have an exit strategy i think because you know you you set your goal you, you set how you're going to get there and but who knows what happens in the future so you know i mean with the houses that i've I've sort of bought and built up. I've I've made sure that I've got an exit strategy. So if I do need to get out of it quickly, I can get out of it. The only interesting thing, uh, it, it'll be some sort of relatable to you know. It'd be interesting to see when the next stock market crashes because yeah. I I was looking into the data and I you know and everyone's saying oh it's coming and I I kept and I'm selling two mines because I was like well it went down like forty percent in COVID. I mean is that not how much you want it to go down by like I, I was actually saying i remember sean a guy we know uh, he said it's coming the crash is coming and i said what's a crash to you how much he didn't he didn't i don't think he even understood what i was asking i was like 60 percent, 70 percent, 80 percent, 100 what is a crash how do you define a crash i don't think he basically even has that answer so therefore i'm like how can you even say it's coming because you don't even know what it is like at what point are you gonna say that the crash is complete you know like if you, you kind of get where i'm going with it and this is also related to the houses yeah I, um i think it's probably i mean it's probably an individual thing isn't it i mean i don't know i haven't got any stocks or shares it's something i'd really like to get in into um but i'd, I'd imagine again in my own head just thinking about it I'd, I'd imagine that i'd probably have you know a figure in my own head for you know the individual stuff that i've got is where okay at that point that's when i'm out um, oh, i see so I, don't, I don't know i mean that's how it, it sort of presents itself to me in my own head at the moment whether it works like that i don't, I don't know but i mean don't is that how you approach it do you have a do you have a point where you think okay if that drops to that point then i'm i cut my losses and get out no, i'll probably never get out unless right. i literally need the money to live or something like drastic you know and the way i'm trying to still not there yet the way i'm trying to see it is that i'm trying to accumulate more of something so i'm trying to accumulate more shares of i say microsoft yeah it's irrelevant what the price is as long as you as long as you've done your analysis into it and you now know it's you know yes it's going to move around but your goal now is you you've put a tick against all of your criteria whatever it might be like it could be profit uh it could be balance sheet it could be you know all these all the things that you look at it's like it's like pe like what is that profit like, there's different things that you look at like assets over liabilities percentage bad debt ratios like you basically can do analysis and obviously if you, if you say yep microsoft it's now irrelevant what the price does as long as you're buying it at the right price as in as long as you've done your analysis and you're like right it's 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 cheap enough or in the right ballpark to buy it because you can do it you can do analysis just to figure out what the actual 
price per share should be. Um, and if it's not, let's say that it's at 50 and it, your, the price, the fair market value of that share is like 35 up to four. It's, not, it's never an exact number. So it could be like 30 to 40. 35 yeah. is about in the middle. If it's at 50, you don't buy it. You wait. But then right. if you buy it at 40, um, it doesn't matter if it goes to 30 because you would have, because you've the, mark, the, the company is valued at that as being like the fair value. So it's right. irrelevant if it goes down. And then what you could do then is you're looking to accumulate shares because you because you believe the fair value is 40, but the upper value is like 60 or 70 in the future, long term, long term. And so, you know, and, and what and this is what actually, this is something I will be getting into is doing call, call options and puts and stuff. Because you can do things like, let's say that you believe it's 40. This is quite a really, it's, you know, it's a really simple and interesting method. You do your analysis and you say it's worth 40. That, that's the, that, that's so, and it's at 60. So you wait, you wait, you wait, and it eventually falls to 40 and you buy. Yeah. Because that's what yeah. you set, set out to do. Yeah. Uh, and let's say you put two grand in or three, whatever you, yeah, whatever the amount you've got basically. And let's say it goes down to 30. Yeah, you can buy more, blah, blah, blah. But that's just simple investment. You you wait for your price or you can just buy them whenever the hell you want. But, you know, let's say you've got a, a strategy. But what you can do with options is that you can go, you can actually go and look for an option. I forget the exact terminology because I keep getting confused. So I'm still learning this. And I can't do it yet because you need to do it. A hundred, You need a hundred shares to actually do options. So if a share is like 400 quid or $400, obviously you need a hundred. Well, you need to have either enough money to cover a hundred or you need to have a hundred depending on what side of the options you're doing. Right. So either you're, you either have the money to actually sort of buy buy something or you have a sell because you're selling it. But what you can do, if you if you see it's 40 and you're like, right, it's 40, but it's not there yet, you can basically go into options and go, you find, the I think it's called strike. So you find the $40 strike, which is what you want to pay for it because you said, you know, you've worked out that. Uh, instead of waiting for it to go to 40, or maybe it never does, but it doesn't matter because in, in both scenarios, it works out the same. You find the $40 strike and it will say for every share, it will give you, it will basically pay you like a dividend for accepting the trade because then you're locked into the trade you can right. like in in theory you're not locked into the trade because you could go and then like if i bought something at say 40 i could obviously go and sell like in tomorrow with someone else well i could open another contract to, to offset it you can do stuff like that but in in its simplest terms i could say someone's basically said that they're they're selling me yeah, they'll sell me, what is it? They'll sell me the shares at $40 if by this date in the future, whatever, so you can you can do next week, two weeks, three, it's like weekly or I think it's weekly. You can basically go out a year. Um, the, the further you go, the more variable it is, the more like uh, sort of choppy the stuff is. But ultimately, you say that someone will offer $40 and they'll pay you 50 cents per share or 20 cents or one cent or whatever it is. You have to check on the marketplace to enter into that offer. Now, what you might be thinking, well, if it's at 50 or 60, why is someone wanting to sell it to me at 40 and pay me to enter that in, enter into that contract. And if you've got to wait a year, you're getting paid up front the commission. So let's say it's 50, let's say it's a dollar per share. You'll get a hundred dollars because you have to buy a minimum of a hundred. You have, you have to have a minimum of a hundred to enter into that transaction. So you get paid up front a hundred dollars, but obviously now you're locked into that deal where it expires in like a year. So in theory, within a year, you've got to have enough money to cover that if certain scenario plays out. So you might think, well, if it's at 60, why would someone want to sell it to me at 40? Because if they've got it why why would they not set it at 60 and rather than wait but let's say that it goes below that 40 dollars and it's now worth 30 by the date that you said because you, you're basically select a date for it to expire as of that expiry so close of close of play so on a friday whatever time that i don't know is it a nasdaq or whatever stock exchange it's on whenever it closes if it's below or at that price that is then the, the like the confirmation signal and the transaction is complete so if it's at 30 i'm still having to pay 40 for it 
because I've ent- I, I've entered into that contract saying yes at 40, but to enter that, I'm getting paid a small commission for doing it. So that's right. that's that's where like I get upfront sort of dividends, you could call it. I like to I like to call it that because it's easier for me to understand like upfront, you know, monthly recurring. You could do you could call it monthly recurring income. You could just do a month out. So instead of doing a year, you could do a month, and you could literally just go. You could have like five or six that you do it on stocks that you really understand well, and you could keep doing that every month uh, if, if the price is right. So obviously if it's like one cent, you're like, well, that's not worth doing because I've got my money tied up and I'm making like a dollar for a hundred shares. And it costs me like all these, it costs me so much money to actually, because you've got to have the capital tied up, basically. The capital t- to complete that trade has to be tied up. Uh, but you can start doing stuff like that. So it, long story short, at the end of that, if I'm looking to buy something at $40, like we said, like Microsoft, but it's at 60 and I'm waiting, I'm waiting and it might not have happened, it might. Well, actually what you can do in the short term is that you can not only get that locked in for 40 dollars like you want but you can get a commission and if it goes down to 30 this is I, I i haven't made this up this is the guy i follow on uh youtube if it does go down to 30 it doesn't matter because you would have bought at 40 anyway right when it got down to 40 you didn't know it would then go to 30 after because you already have said yeah, no. it's worth 40 and that you then would have as it went to 40 or whatever you'd it bought, is you go on and you you buy it even if it obviously it's moving around even if it went down a little bit or up you're buying it at that um but you're not getting any upfront commission so what you can do is you can not only invest in what you want to invest in at the price you want but and yeah it, it may never it may never hit and what happens if it if it expires it, let's say that in a month that's where i said if it's above 40 dollars because this is the other side if it's above that nothing happens but i keep my commission right okay so you're winning if it if, if it's if it stays at 50 or 60 i'll get that 100 dollars or whatever the, the amount that you get you collect you collect from it nothing happens that's it so i've now got a, an income of a hundred dollars i also get an income of a hundred dollars right away if i do if it does hit but then i'm yes i'm not buying it at the i'm buying it at 40 dollars and not the 30 i sh- you know that the price now is but i would have bought it at 40 anyway so not only you getting the stocks you want but you're also getting paid either way on that expiry date so it's like it's like another layer of interest on top it sounds like it sounds like you can't lose really if you you can lose because you could have just waited and bought at that price but the mentality is that you would have bought at that price because that's what it's worth yeah you would have first you've got to work out what it's worth a lot of people don't know how to calculate what the fair market value of a share is and and that's what it that's so that's something i want to get into but the problem is is that you have to have a hundred dollars sorry a hundred shares of something and if if it's something you know if it's cheap enough if it's like a dollar fifty, fine. Yeah. You can you could do that all day long. Yeah. But if it's anything too, you know, too like Mike, you know, Amazon's one thousand seven hundred or something dollars a share. Oh, well, yeah. you you need a hundred of those just to <laughs> minimum. That, that's the minimum amount you need. Uh, and so, yeah, you could scale in. You could start with the small stuff. But what if you don't want to buy the small stuff? Like, you, you know, you, you're not doing it to make the commission. It's just extra. Yeah. So yeah. like the guide says, like, not only am I buying stuff at the value I want, yes, it takes time, but I'm getting monthly income. So if it, and eventually, if you've got enough money, let's say you've got a million quid to, play, to do that on, you could be making like five grand a month just from those commissions. And that's, to, but that, you would have never got that if you had just waited and bought all that stuff. So now you're getting a five grand like i see it as a dividend or interest paid um and you're still getting a stock that you want and if it doesn't get to that price anyway then nothing happens anyway you don't buy it and the person loses that hundred dollars that they paid you and you start again you do it again just and it just rinse and repeat every, every i think a lot of people do it every month so that it can get paid monthly um, that's really yeah. that's really really interesting i mean i need to look at i need to get into it i don't i don't know that much about but the, the so the only thing problem. i can do is build up my portfolio to a value where i can start to do that more but the problem is obviously i don't want to do it on crap stocks yeah because or like that are worth like a, a dollar a price of a, 
a stock. That, sound, that made me sound stupid. The price of a stock does not matter. It just depends on how many shares they've issued. Obviously, yeah. it's, that's how it's done. But I don't want to buy something that, you know, is 50 cents. And because it's because it's 50 cents, I want to buy something that I actually want to buy and do it that way. So anyway, last question before we finish up, not related to any of that. That's a side <laughs> talk. <laughs> is there any business or projects either on the horizon or in life that you want to try out? Or maybe that you never will, but it's like something that you've, you know... I'd either like passionate to, about or or interested. In. Yeah, I'd I'd like to get into some some form of either affiliate marketing or some sort of yeah affiliate marketing or some sort of course. Not not Amazon related. I don't think I'm skilled enough to to do that. But what I'd like to do perhaps over the next couple of years is is look at a subject area where I think I've got some expertise and then try and build a business around that. Really, what I don't know. Yeah, I haven't I haven't thought enough about it. But you know, maybe have a build a website, get traffic, get a YouTube channel, uh, and then generate income from that but what what the subject area would be i don't, I don't know soil yet. soil that, yeah <laughs> the perfect soil and <laughs> conditions for each plant like, honestly that's literally like probably a channel somewhere <laughs> it probably like, is. you know like the best types of chat uh, and also the best way to layer it in the pot and best like you know do you put little holes in and then how do you water it and i i, I yeah not that there is but maybe there is maybe there isn't but you can pretty much niche it down that much yeah uh, i think i mean i mean i'm looking i'm starting to just explore how it how the whole thing works at the moment um and then but I'd, yeah i'd like to give that a try and build something up around that over the next sort of year or two it, it's just at the idea stage at the moment interesting anything yeah. else you'd like to add jim before we wrap this up um no it's been really good fun actually i really enjoyed this um this is our second attempt recording this by the way because uh yeah. the first time was someone really crappy audio like, someone it's actually the, the content is completely different to the original that just like that's why you know it's just literally just talk and see what happens the fun side of it i think you mentioned yeah. the police last time and japan uh, and and uh, and that's it the only thing we've missed out on is the uh, wimbledon talk and g4s so oh yes yeah that, that, <laughs> oh well I they can get that, that another time <laughs> anyway Thanks for joining me, Jim. And um, I guess if anyone wants to reach out to you, I mean, it's possible. Then is there a way to get hold of you? Um, yeah. So I think what's the best way? Facebook. It's pretty... I'll put you on the spot now, haven't I? Because I didn't yeah. expect me to. Ask <laughs> I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah, get 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 into either get in touch through you or or via Facebook if anybody does want to reach out. So. And what's your name on Facebook, Jim? Uh, it's Jim Davis, and there's a big picture of a cow. So you yes. can't, you I, was can't about, I was about to add that anyway. If anyone, <laughs> uh... All right, that's great. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us and uh, see you on the next episode, everyone. Bye. Yeah, it's been fun, Luke. Thanks. Bye. See ya.